0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? Chip, you know, I have a question for you. Is your October all of a sudden very red? I believe it is, sir. The Phillies have finally ended the drought 11 years. They are off the list, they're in the playoffs. And here goes where they have to get serious. Yep. Okay, it was uh, a long two weeks of me trying to convince Chip that everything was going to be okay on this podcast.
1: And we're finally okay.
2: Yeah, but, you know, not the stress, anxiety, you know,
1: all all that good stuff. Well, now you have a playoff atmosphere to look forward to it in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll get into the test ahead of the Phillies and uh we'll uh, we'll talk about that.
0: Uh but for now, I do want to talk about the Eagles. They are 4 and out oh, go birds. They are 4 and 0, oh, looking really good. They went down 14 nothing and I texted Ship immediately and said, "Well, I guess I'm going to have some sad drinks tonight." But yeah. that turned into happy drinks.
2: Real quick. I'm not going to lie to you. I was uh, was a little nervous there for a little bit, but, um, listen, man, yeah, you know, the offense did a nice job of, uh, you know, running the ball and, um, the defense did a great job after that, you know, that not great start of, uh, you know, I mean, they turned the ball over five times, I think. Um, and that, yeah, so it was just, you know, it was a really good team effort, um, And, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of panic out of the guys. Um, And that's great to see. You know, they were down and they they were able to come back and, um, you know, do do a really nice job. So we'll get into the entire game and we'll recap what
0: happened. And we'll look forward to the challenge against Arizona coming up. Yeah. All right. And then we have to talk the Sixers. So their preseason started. We'll just talk a little bit about them. Uh, See what's going on, how they're doing, how they looked. I mean, they didn't really play any major role player except for Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey. But uh, I got to see some of the younger guys out there and uh, they got the win. And the next thing is the team whose logo is visually synonymous with a waste management dumpster. Um, We're not talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not Not until some serious changes are made. So, yeah, uh, I don't see any any reason to talk about the team who has a mascot uh, named Gritty, and that's about it. I got nothing left.
1: What you say, Chippy? Let's hear the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience.
0: Let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Birds. 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 So, uh, Chip, I have to tell you, and you're aware of this, but there was a reason I couldn't watch the first quarter of this weekend's game. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, just personal reasons, uh, family reasons. But what I can say is that when I came home and turned on the
1: television, They were down 14 to nothing. Yeah. The first thing I said was, oh boy, here we go. What changed and what happened? I can't lie to you, man. I was a little nervous there for, for a few seconds.
2: Now, you know, the first drive for the Eagles obviously was bad, Um. That was probably the only throw in the game that Hurts made a mistake on. He probably shouldn't have thrown that ball. Uh, but other than that, he was fine. Uh, it was just, you know, he, make, he made a mistake. There's nothing you can do. Um, and then, obviously, they returned it for a touchdown at 7 nothing. Then, uh, I think the Eagles go three and out, or they punt, whatever. Uh, Jaguars get the ball back, go right down the field, score a touchdown, and you're like, okay. This is not good. Obviously, not a great start. Uh, I think the Eagles went three and out again, or they punted again on the on the finaling drive, and um, so it wasn't looking good. The offense didn't look great. Um, the defense only being out there once gave up a touchdown. So you're like, okay, this might be bad. But then defense obviously makes a huge play, gets gets the uh, their first of three or four fumble. I don't even. I think they turned the ball over five times in that game. Um, which is wild. Um, so yeah, they got the fumble. Uh, Eagles go down and score. I think it was a, I think the first touchdown was Jalen Hurts' run, I believe. It was. Um, and then you know, get another stop, get the ball back again. I think the second touchdown was a Miles Sanders touchdown. So you're like, okay, they're back in the game. Um, you know, and then the defense obviously continues to make plays. Uh, the Eagles go ahead with another score. I think it was the uh, Kenneth Gainwell touchdown. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean, from there, you know, it was just, uh, you know, the offense. I mean, the the, the run game was phenomenal. Uh, that's what really won them the game as well as the defense. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts stat-wise didn't look great, but I thought he was fine other than the interception, obviously. Um, but, yeah, uh, you, you know, Jaguars did a nice job to start the game. And uh, the Eagles, you know, they responded in a big way and, and never looked back after that.
0: Look, the defense came up clutch after letting up those points. It was really crappy weather conditions on top of it, but Trevor yeah. Lawrence also did have four fumbles. Yes. Uh, Danis Bradbury
1: had the pick yep. as well. So, look, if it takes one veteran leader,
0: to pull everyone to the side and say, yo, the hell is going on? Yeah. Which uh, I did read a report that that happened. So if if that's the case and they're able to settle down and play the rest of the game the way that they did and the offense is able to play well on top of it all, great. I'm fine with that. And with the Jalen Hurts uh, pick, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I, I know seeing a pick six sucks, but at the same point in time, the rest of the game, he looked fine and they yep. were able to keep the ball moving. And for the most part this season, he looked in a rhythm. Yeah. Now, if it persists, obviously, okay, problem. But right now, I'm not seeing any giant red flags where I'm freaking out. I think the kid is still killing it this year, and I am happy to see that he was able to stay composed and play the rest of the game. And it looked like that rhythm returned after they were down
2: 14 nothing. Yeah, like I said, the only the only mistake he made was that pick. Uh, other than that, he looked fine. Uh, he was still hitting AJ Brown. You know, he was still he was still in rhythm with the offense. He was hitting Dallas Goddard. Um, so yeah, he he looked fine. But the run game was the real star of that game. Um, Miles Sanders had a huge game. I think yes, he like did. 134 yards rushing on like 24 carries for two touchdowns. So uh, Kenneth Gimble had a touchdown as well. Uh, Trey Sermon had two. Pretty nice runs, so I'm, uh, I'm glad to see they're getting him involved as well. Um, but yeah, it was it was the Miles Sanders' show uh, this week. You know, he he, you know, it, it was his game and he took over. Um, you know, they they kept feeding him like, as they should. You know, I've been saying that for years now. If they gave him RB one touches, he'd be a top five running back in the league. And you know, yesterday he or two days whatever – what is it today? Today's Monday, right? Yeah. Um. No, today's I'm, Tuesday, Chip. Oh, Tuesday. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm my taste confused. Yeah, but he looked, he looked good. He looked really good. Um, they gave him the right amount of touches. Um, and they showed, he showed why that, you know, he's a, he's a really good running back. So, well,
0: you see him take the ball and run with it. He's able to make something out of nothing. And that's what a good running back does. I've noticed this year, he's just falling forward a lot more. He's able yep. to drive defenders back a couple yards, even if he runs and gets stuffed, it feels like he's getting four or five yards. That's what, as you said, an RB1 should be doing, and he's playing exceptionally well this year. I hope that they keep giving him the touches that he deserves because he's proving himself to be one of the most valuable assets on
2: the offense. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And the offensive line, once again, did a great job. Uh, Jordan Milata went out with an injury, uh, but Jack Driscoll came in, did a really nice job. I think later on, Isaac Ciamalo went out with an injury, and uh, Sua Opeta came in, played played guard, did a really nice job. So that's just, you know, the luxury the Eagles have, you know, if guys go out, they, they don't have to worry about it. You know, the backups are still really good players. And you saw that, you know, you saw that, uh, against the Jaguars, you know, that we were, we were down two offensive linemen, two guys come in immediately. And and there's really no difference. I mean, they did a phenomenal job. Um, so, you know, and I think Jordan Milad and Ciamalo might play next week. So, um, you know, all the all the injuries that did happen, I don't think are serious, which is huge. Um, but again, even if they were, we have really good backups that can come in and, and play well.
0: So I don't think there has been any real update on the Maelotta injury, other than the fact that it's a shoulder injury. I did see him on the sideline later in the game. Yeah. Warming it's, up. So I don't, I don't think it's that serious, but I, I haven't seen any update. So I'm not going to make assumptions. Yeah. Um, Isaac Sayamalu, I don't. No, I don't even know what's wrong
2: with him. I think it was his foot, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't even see him go off the field, if I'm being honest. Uh, I just, I think it was the uh, Miles Sanders second touchdown. I just saw Opeta out there, so I'm like, oh, it's either Dickerson or Samaldo uh, went out, and then he was playing right guard. So now, I saw Samaldo get
0: hurt, but I didn't know what the injury was. It just seemed like he was yeah. grabbing at his leg. Okay, but. It didn't seem knee related. It was more lower leg, so I just assumed foot or ankle.
2: Yeah, and even uh, even Nick Sirianni said after the game, all the guys that got hurt still have an opportunity to play next week, which is good, a good sign. It means that uh, none of those injuries are that serious, which is good. Yeah, that's good. Well,
0: especially this early in the season, you don't want to see well you don't want to see anyone get hurt at all. But yeah, if it's you're going to get banged up in football, kind of is what it is. It's a physical sport. The, the, oh, there's also players that are going to wear down throughout the season. And as you said, the depth of the roster at offensive line is going to help out the Eagles a lot more than most fans realize. Yep. So looking at this game, although they went down 14, nothing, they were able to come back. And after they went down, they looked dominant for, I would say 90% of the rest of the game. Yeah. So going into Arizona, what do you think is going to be the biggest test for the Eagles defense this week?
2: Um, I think, I mean, I think it's just going to be Kyler Murray, you know, um, you know, the Eagles have always struggled over the years against mobile quarterbacks. Um, you know, we've seen it with Russell Wilson. We've seen it with, you know, um, with Dak Prescott at times. Um, so I'm curious to see how this defense does against someone like Kyler Murray. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he, he, he runs that offense, obviously. You know, he, he's, he's in every aspect of the offensive game, whether it's running the ball, throwing the ball, just everything. He, he's, he's everything there for that offense. So I'm curious to see how they, um, are going to limit him. Um, you know, Arizona's looked, you know, up and down this season. Um, I don't think their defense has played that great. Um, but yeah, if they can if they can limit uh, the run and then they can limit Kyler Murray, you know, um, they'll be fine. So I'm just curious to see how they do against someone like someone like Murray.
0: Now, you're going up a team offensively that's I would say a higher caliber than the teams that you've played so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that the wide that the cornerbacks are going to be in
2: for a little bit of a rude awakening? when it comes to a team with a little bit more wide receiver depth? You know, they could, but again, I think Murray, you know, he he runs the ball very efficiently as well. Um, and they're down a bunch of receivers. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. Um, I think, well, Rondell Moore came back this past week, so he should be fine. Uh, Hollywood Brown's having a nice year so far. So it's really those two guys, in my opinion, and then Gertz yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, if they can, if they can lock up those two guys, they should be fine. Um, they'll probably have slay on, on Hollywood Brown for most of the game, I would assume. And then, uh, have Bradbury on, uh, Rondell Moore. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, listen, those two, those two guys are really good, uh, really fast players, really shifty as well. Um, so it could be, you know, it could be a tough test for them. It's, it's not really, those two guys aren't really the type of receiver that they've seen yet. Um, they've seen more of like. You know, kind of bigger body receivers a little bit. Uh, those two guys are really small, but again, they're shifty. They're fast. Uh, they're they're just good deep threats. So uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But I like uh, I like our two guys a little bit better.
0: So I mean, we saw a couple of plays this weekend against Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was able to connect with Christian Kirk for a nice deep pass. I think the thing with Arizona. Those guys, as you said, are speedsters, and they are able to get open. Now, Hollywood Brown's problems have been with his hands and just dropping the ball. But other than that, he is open a lot. Kyler Murray has the versatility to run out of the pocket and make a deep, accurate pass. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things. And as you said, when it comes to a mobile quarterback, I don't think the Eagles have been quite tested just yet this year with a quarterback that can move the way that Kyler Murray does. Uh, Do you think that the – defense is going to struggle
2: with that primarily. So is that what you're saying? Well, they might get off to a slow start, but I think they're, they're able to adjust. That's what I like about our defense. It's like you saw it this past week too, you know, they they're down 14, nothing. They were able to adjust and get pressure on Trevor Lawrence and make him panic and, you know, fumble the ball and turn the ball over. So, you know, if they just, if they, they might get off to a slow start, but that is not necessarily a bad thing. They could just be seeing how the offense is run and then make adjustments as they go. So um, if they do struggle, in the beginning of the game, I'm not going to freak out. But if it goes on, you know, a little bit more than that, then yeah, it's, it's time to, you know, panic a little bit, but I, I mean, our defense has played so well. Um, yeah. I I... Well, do you think like when, it, when we look at the Washington game, do you yeah. think that Carson wins
0: as much as we like to crap on the guy because of a past life, but he's somewhat of a mobile quarterback. Do you think that if the Eagles are able to penetrate their offensive line, putting the pressure on Kyler Murray is the best strategy? This week,
2: oh, absolutely! I think anytime you can get pressure on any quarterback, it's it's good. It's good. You know, it, it, it's only going to help you. Um, so if they can get pressure on Kyler Murray, then that's going to be huge. Now, like I said, he is shifty. You know, he can run. So you're going to have to be a little bit more. Um, you know, you, you, you can't let him break tackles and make a big play. Um, that's the difference between Murray and, and a guy like Wentz. You know, Wentz is kind of more. If you know, if you get to him, you're going to get him. But if you get to Kyler Murray, he still has the ability to, you know, make you miss. So that's the thing um, that they're going to have to work on. But again, if they do get pressure on him, it's only going to be a good thing. All right.
1: Well, I have nothing to add for the birds. Do you? Um, I mean, the the one I'm going back to the
2: Jacksonville game, the uh the the last I think it was the last like couple minutes of the game. Uh, Sirianni decided to go for it instead of kick the field goal. That would have gave him a two possession lead. I didn't agree with that call. Um, yeah. I thought he should have kicked the field goal. I, I understand where he's coming from. Like if they, if they get the first down, they don't, they don't have to give the ball back to Jacksonville. Don't get, they don't give them a chance, but there wasn't enough time left. Um, I think if you for there to speak, even be a chance for them. Yeah. And also Jake Gelley did get hurt, which is another factor as well. Um, so he was not a hundred percent. But It was also pouring he, down rain and disgusting. It also down, so th- there was definitely factors, and I definitely, you know, I understand why he did it. I just didn't agree with the call. I thought he, I thought he should have um, at least tried it. And again, if 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 Elliot, like I don't know all the details. If Elliot really couldn't kick a field goal, then that's fine. But I thought, you know, he I don't think he was hurt that badly. I th- I thought he could have kicked the field goal, but I'm not really worried about it. I think it was just you know the circumstances with the rain, like you said, and Elliot being hurt. You know, if Elliot wasn't hurt, I think he 100% would have kicked the field goal. So it was just something to to think about.
0: Yeah, I I don't really have anything to add to that one. I think it was, I, I disagreed with it. Yeah. But they won, so I don't care anymore. No harm, no foul, but, you know, something to think about. Let's maybe not do that next time. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to break the huddle. Sixers. Sixers win their preseason game against the Brooklyn Nets
2: and the Devil. I mean, Ben Simmons.
1: Mm.
2: How'd that go? They looked good, man. Tyrese Maxey looked really good. Uh, Scored 20 points in 14 minutes. So that was a great sign to see. Um, You know, got to see some of the young guys play as well. Uh, Paul Reed, I think, started for them. Um, You know, got to see Jaden Springer, first round pick from last year. Um, so yeah, it was just encouraging to see some of the young guys, um, some of the new guys as well, the Anthony Melton started for them, uh, Harrell played some minutes for them as well, so, um, yeah, I like what I saw, you know, I like, uh, what I saw out of the, out of the bench unit, um, I'm curious to see, you know, once the season starts, how, uh, how Doc Rivers is going to, you know, use the rotation, like how many minutes, how many guys are going to get, so, uh, but yeah, it was just fun to see some The young guys, and uh, especially Tyrese Maxey, have a nice day. I think Tyrese Maxey, and the reason I'm impressed
0: is he was out there against Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and he looked like the best player out there for a little bit. Yeah. And these guys are veterans and amazing players. I'm not trying to down talk them. I'm just saying what I saw. He looked way more spry, way better overall. He was taking great shots. I just saw a great player and I see a developing star. The Sixers made the right choice keeping this kid. And it's not just because I love Tyrese Maxey to death, but the more I see the kid play, the more I'm excited for
2: his future. And I don't think that future is as far off as people think. Agree. Yeah, agree. I think, I think he's taken huge steps. Um, you know, you, you've seen it over the last two years, you know, just the steps that he's made from his rookie year to his second year and now to his third year. I think the sky's the limit for this kid. And um, yeah, you know, we might see a superstar being born right before our eyes. And like you said, it might be before you think. So we'll uh, we'll end our Sixers discussion there and
0: real short and sweet is the preseason, but the season is quickly approaching. So this is more of a reminder and a wake up call to the listeners that yes, basketball season is right around the corner. But for now, we have playoff baseball and go birds, go birds, go birds, go birds, go birds. Next, the dumpster fire. We're not talking about them. Then next,
1: there's
2: there's really no reason to.
0: (laughs) Now let's talk about the Phillies. Yep. we are going to close out with the Phillies today and walk it off because the Phillies have ended the playoff drought after 11 years take a sigh of relief. They have made
1: the playoffs. They're in. Now, I want to ask you this. Now, although it's it's extremely sweet that the Phillies made the playoffs,
0: does it make you feel even better that the Mets also collapsed and lost their
2: division lead? I think it does. I think it makes it a little bit sweeter. It does. Anytime the Mets fail – is better for us. Like I know they're I know they're you know like thirteen games above us right now. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't care.
1: They they have to play the wild card. That's hilarious. I hate the Mets. I mean listen. I think that listen there there is hatred for both the Braves and the Mets Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia.
0: But if I were to say one team worse than the other, oh, the Mets. Perfect. I think that the Mets are the most hated team in all of Philadelphia baseball. I, I don't want to say sports. I think that might be the Celtics and the Cowboys. Probably. Yeah, tied. but they're
2: right up there with those two. You know that they're, they're. You know, if you think of bitter rival with the Phillies, it's the Mets. Um, yeah. You know, same thing with the Eagles and Cowboys. Same thing with the Sixers and Celtics. Um, you know, I mean, it's just. They are the most hated team in baseball for for Philadelphia.
1: Um, and any time they fail, is good news for us. That's it. And I so love what is the path for the Phillies now? Well, they they
0: get rid of, they, again. Everyone, this is the first year of the reconstructed wild card
2: round. Yeah. So if it was last year, we wouldn't be in. By the way. Um, well, actually true. Yes, we still technically could be because we we still could pass the Padres. Um, so for right now, the Phillies are the final wild card spot.
1: If they pass the Padres, they play the Mets in New York. If they stay where they're at, they play St. Louis in St. Louis. To me, you know, I mean, I know we were just making fun
2: of the Mets, but they're still a really good team. The Phillies have not had success against them this year.
1: Their pitching is phenomenal. You know, their their lineup is good. It would just be really
2: tough. I think they would ha I think they have a better chance against St. Louis, especially because they have Wheeler and Nola lined up for the first two games.
1: And I think if you have those two guys, I think it's, it really,
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not saying they're going to win, but it's, it's a
1: big plus to have those two guys be, be lined up for those first two games. So let's say the Phillies play St. Louis, which is probably the most likely scenario. Yeah. Unless that gets flip-flopped. Who would they play after? So if they were to win by the by by some grace of God, if they were able to win, they would play the Dodgers in LA. Oh boy! Uh, now we would be able to go home
2: for the first time in the playoffs, but it would be the home field advantage would be for the Dodgers, obviously. Uh, but yeah, um. If we were able to win, then that's what we would play. Um, And you know, I mean, listen, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. This Dodgers team might be a top five team in the history of baseball, and I'm that. And that's not crazy to say. I mean, they have 111 wins, I think, at this at this time, which is insane. Their pitching is so good, their bullpen's so good, their lineup is so good. I mean, just every aspect of that team is just top tier.
1: It would be very, 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 very difficult to win that series. But you never know. They did play well against the Dodgers this year. They did.
0: They did. They really do. So now the Phillies haven't played well against the Mets this year. No, they haven't. Not at all. No, they haven't. And we're talking about going up against uh, Jacob Degrom and Max yeah. Scherzer, and Scherzer. yeah, they could probably call up some random Joe Schmo from Double A was just going to be
2: yeah, he'll probably go eight innings, have ten strikeouts, and I'd give up two hits, and that's probably. Uh, I would up.
0: say I would say fourteen
1: strikeouts, but okay. Um that's... listen. I think the Phillies have to take this in stride.
0: They have to play well. They have to play cohesively. I don't know what's happened over the past few weeks, but they've been really inconsistent. I need to see
1: them have fun out there. When the Phillies struggle, they all look like Easter Island heads. Stone-faced, frustrated, confused, and miserable. I'll take your line. They look like
2: dead fish. That's, that's hockey, but
1: <laughs> we're not talking about hockey right now. We're for the foreseeable future. That's true. Unless I
0: see some damn improvement, but we are talking about the Phillies right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I think they just got to enjoy this. They got to have fun out there. You know, uh, no no one's expecting them to go to go crazy um if they did that's great obviously but it's gonna be tough you know i mean you know these these teams are really good for obviously for a reason and you know um we'll see we'll see what happens but but just uh yeah if they enjoy it then that's that's all that matters and hopefully hopefully we can make
1: you know a nice run but we'll see look baby steps for now yeah so we will be back
0: next week with yet another update of whether Chip is going to flip his lid. It so happens that this week Chip is excited.
2: Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing really that bad happened this week, which is a plus for us because it's, it's usually not like this. So, you know, we've got a dub. Phillies got into the playoffs. You know, Sixers played well in their first preseason game. And then obviously the other team, but we're not going to talk about that anyway. um, But, yeah, you know, it was it was a good week and hopefully we can continue these uh, positive vibes. So as we walk it
0: off, I have one thing I want to touch upon with everyone. Things have been good. Things have been really good. Yeah. Don't get stuck on cloud nine. And as I've said before, temper your expectations or you will come crashing back down to reality. But there's that fine
2: line, you know. You're you right. can be excited. I'm not saying yeah. don't be excited. I'm saying. Enjoy this while you can, is what I'm saying. Like, you don't, there's not many weeks that happen like this in Philadelphia. Let's just say Right. It. So right. enjoy while you can. Like, enjoy, the. you know, the the Phillies are in. They made the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. 11 years. That's a long time. You're able I was to hear. Years old when I them playoffs. You're able to hear Chip and I actually
0: talk about an Eagles game and not be sad about something. Yes. Or not be sit there and be like, oh, my God, I know, dude. Yeah. It sucks so bad every single week. But while you're up here, just enjoy Be happy. Yep. And. The reason I say this is I saw that the playoff shirts sold out almost immediately for the Phillies. Yeah. Listen, I'm stoked as well. I'm, I think everyone in Philly's happy about it. But what you need to do is say, hmm, what's the likelihood? Yeah. Know that you're going in an underdog. Yeah. And just be happy that they have a chance. Because if they win, great. If they don't, you're ready for it, but you were still able to enjoy the ride on top of it. Yeah. And I'm not sitting here saying ruin your experience. What I'm saying is just be ready.
2: Enjoy. 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 Be ready. There's not many times when the Eagles are the only undefeated team in the NFL. There's not many times that the Phillies get into the playoffs, especially these last 11 years, obviously. You know, so and there's not many times that the Sixers have a roster on paper that is a legitimate Championship contender. So enjoy this, enjoy the the times when they're actually a good competitive team, because we've seen it. We've seen it like the Flyers right now. The Flyers are the worst team in the NHL, and there's no debate. about There's no debating that. Like we've seen the highs of the Flyers, and we've seen the low, 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 lows of the Flyers. Like yeah. a few years ago, Flyers were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and then they lose. And now here we are, like two or three years later. So it can change like that, and just enjoy the winning while it's it's happening. It's it's poorly run
0: organizations that really start to plant the seed of fan resentment. And I think with the Flyers, as I mentioned, you know I I compared them to a dumpster, and everyone has a dumpster fire yeah you. exactly but everyone has compared them to that and it's, once the fans start to actually truly believe that the organization does not give a damn about them they're gonna lose support yeah. and no matter how big of a corporate conglomeration comcast is and no matter how much chuck fletcher's ego is bigger than what was a big thing i I'm, I'm trying to think I don't know uh, uh
2: if the fans don't support go and watch yeah they'll feel it and that and that honestly this year it might be you might see you might see that dip like there's going to be those loyal fans and there's plenty of them don't get me wrong but the casual fans like me like for instance like I'm not the biggest hockey fan but I I do enjoy the flyers when they're good obviously um but yeah to casual fans like myself I mean, we're not going to waste our time watching this team lose again and again and again. Like, there's no point. Oh, I've done that. I, I've, right. done it for so, I've done it for so long. But you get sick of it to a point. Like, you can't take it. You, you can't take the losing for that long anymore. Look, and that's going to happen. Last year was my breaking point. Yes. Where
0: I said to myself, they have just made the wrong moves repeatedly. And, you know, let me rephrase that. They didn't make terrible moves last year, but none of them panned out. Yeah. But that is – if none of the, your moves worked, what is that? It's bad, bad management. I don't think that the moves were idiotic, but I think that
1: – Yeah. That was
0: – I think this year when it came to Johnny Hockey and they weren't able to get
2: him when he wanted to come to Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, I think I, – honestly
2: – if not last year, that, that was just the icing on the cake for you.
0: That would, for me, that was. And people disagree with me and say, oh, that would have set back the organization by this many, blah, 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 too much money. Okay. Yeah, so you're
1: telling me you wouldn't want arguably a top five player on your team? In his prime. In his prime. In his prime. It's someone
0: who grew up a Flyers fan and wanted to be a Flyer and ended up signing in Columbus. Columbus. Yep. Columbus, and then here's what's going to happen. In typical legacy, Paul
2: Holmgren fashion, they're going to wait until he's 34, mm. and then they're going to trade for him. They're, they're going to wait until he's had his worst season of his career and then trade for him. Or it's going to be the – as much as I love Chris Pronger, it's going to be the Chris
0: Pronger where yes. he comes in, plays well, and then gets injured immediately. Or that, yeah. Uh, and, and not like immediately, immediately, but – you know, early into the contract. So yeah. it, it's just, uh, it's one thing after another with that team, but we are happy right now. Yes. Screw them, Okay. Screw them. Just remember the best way to hurt them is to not go. Not watch. I hate to say it and not watch yep. because loyalist fans will say, you're not a true fan if you don't watch, but I'm at the point where I truly believe that this organization doesn't have our best interests in their minds and until I see that, why would I I you know you know what wasn't my best interest as much as I think gritty's funny and cool yeah that was just a distraction because yeah. they knew how
2: bad it was yeah so yeah. the the losing it takes its toll it really does especially when you're invested in a team as much as you know some of these fans are you, you just can't take the losing for that long and I, I I do love watching Flyers hockey.
0: I used to go to two games a year. Yeah. Until last year, <laughs>
2: well, in the pandemic, that was you can't count that. But it's just this, like, every, if you do watch every game, it's just the same thing over and over and over and over again, and it's just it's not entertaining. It just makes you, you know, disappointed. Well, you, you look through it. You got the Laviolette
0: years, the Craig Berube year, the Hackstall years. Elaine Vigneault the the whole let's just fire the coach let's just fire the coach
2: let's just fire the coach there was just no accountability on the team when you fire when you fire four or five coaches and nothing changes you gotta think it's not the coaches (laughs) it's something else I don't I didn't like Dave
0: Haxtell's style so I will say I'm happy (laughs) he's gone but fine, but what, what what was firing Elaine Vigneault going to get you last year? Exactly. Like Mike Yo was any better? Yeah, Mike Yo was amazing, so good, really Mike, good. Mike Yo was worse. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's the
2: point, man. So it doesn't make any sense. This when you when you continuously fire coaches and nothing changes, it's not the coaches; it's the front office.
0: They're not willing to keep players accountable. They're not
1: making the right moves. I, I don't. I don't know, and then yeah. Listen, if
0: it's just another year of the same, and and now Ryan Ellis is going to be out for this year, and his career might be over. Yep. So, I mean, I hope I hope him the best. I hope he's okay. I have no resentment towards him personally, but just another move that didn't work out.
1: Add to, so, the, add it to the list. Well. Sorry we made this episode sad at the end. but See,
0: All right. here goes what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to give you my final verdict.
1: Okay. I've had time to mull it over, and I'm not being emotionally rash. I will watch the Flyers for five games. If I see the same nonsense I have out, yep out, I think I went on a ramble after the Flyers
0: didn't sign Johnny Hockey that like it should have been an it, 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 should, it should, if I were recording live, oh my God, it would have been the most it was ridiculous i think i sent you like a text chain of maybe 20 or 30 text messages i mean these things were long too all caps not not everything was all caps but there was a very good amount of
1: me comparing the flyers front office to a lot of awful things yeah i did trash talk spectator a lot
0: I still can't grasp the fact that they wouldn't try to make it work. Oh, well we couldn't get a deal that we wanted. It's like, okay, you you suck. What 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 couldn't you get? Just get rid of everything. Give it all
1: up. Build, who cares? Give us something to watch, something to like. Something to be mildly interested in. Yep. <sighs> I, I I just remember that. I don't know why. I, High school was great for me. Ten years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I got I I got something in my email about high school ten year reunion. I'm sitting there like,
0: Oh oh man, I'm old. Oh God. I'm old. Say that. I don't think it was an invite to it. I think it was just keep an eye out for it, but
2: man. I don't even know if I'm gonna to go to my ten-year anniversary or ten year
0: reunion.
2: I i probably go. I I don't I didn't want to go to the five year. I'm like
1: five year. Why am I going to a five year one for? It's like Barely don't barely out of college. So anyway, yeah, that's all we've got. We've reached our destination
0: for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tag. Go to the PHL Bandwagon on there. You can find us on Spotify. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Twitter. On Twitter, you can find us and follow us at the PHL Bandwagon. You can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. We share polls weekly. Please share, please follow, please retweet, please comment. We really do like to hear your opinion. So please go ahead and say that. Our DMs are also open if you have any mailbox questions that you want us to talk about. Uh, we don't have any reservations about mentioning your tag if you want. I don't really care, but as long as you're engaging in really good dialogue with us, feel free. You're more than welcome. Go to the wig shop. You can get your hoodies, hats, T-shirts. Hoodie weather is upon us now. It is October. It's Halloween season. It is tailgate season. You can go ahead and get a nice TBW hoodie. They are comfy as all hell. It is awesome. I wear it to bed all the time, especially in the winter. Not right now because I'm a warm-blooded individual. You can also find us on Facebook at the PHL Bandwagon. We cannot share polls there as much as Twitter because you can only put two choices for some reason. I wish they would fix <laughs> that. But I did that really quickly this week, and I'm shocked that I didn't stutter over myself. That may be
2: a world record for So me. we've reached our destination.
0: <laughs> we'll see you at the next stop, and go Birds.
2: Go Birds. Go
0: Birds.
1: Go Phillies, too. Go Phils. Red October. Go. We're it.